Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Can we just give it up for our pastors? It is incredible. Thank you. Um, I was just reminded, wow, it's going to be tricky. Okay, got this. Um, I was just reminded again in worship here um, of what God has done for me in this place. I'm not the same person that walked in um, in January after I graduated college and thought I was supposed to build my life first and then find a church that fit. Um, And God said, you build my house and I will build your life. Um, and everything changed, and I remembered, um, I remembered lids lifted. I remember this is where I was set free from people pleasing, and actually able to, when that was, those scales were pulled off my eyes, actually able to see how to move and how to breathe and how to act in the kingdom of heaven. This is where I learned. Um, I'd been told I was a leader my whole life, and I never believed it until here, because I was not just told you're a leader, but then I was shown how to be a leader. So it wasn't, I was always believed in, but no one coached me until here. And then I learned how to shift environments to look like heaven. Um, Now I walk in a room differently. Um, Now I look at problems um, and I get excited to see God transform. Now I see people and I've been able to actually see miracles transform people's lives and hearts and whole families. Um, And I've seen prayers that we've prayed for years come to pass. Um, And I've seen people um, who'd given up hope change to being the person that give hope. And I have seen the kingdom of heaven on earth as it is in heaven and it has blown my mind. I was just reminded again, I never want to take this space too lightly. And I just encourage all of us, let's be serious about this. We can be light and be serious. Um, But this is the greatest gift. This is the greatest gift to be in this room, to be among other people, to have pastors who believe that a whole city can change, that a whole state can change, that a whole nation can change. Um, You know, there's humility. I always grew up understanding humility, but I never understood the value of my own presence and the value of when I stood up and said, I'll be a part of this. I begged for years to be a part of something bigger than myself, and I never got to see it happen until here. And so I just want you to know that this story that I'm telling you about pieces of my story can also be your story. If you haven't seen these things happen, if you're like, well, I've been here, I haven't seen it happen, like, don't give up. Keep showing up. Keep showing up expectant. Because God's moving when you don't see it, and sometimes it takes being down the road to look back and see what he did in those moments where you thought nothing was happening. Everything was happening. Um, So let's just not take it lightly. Let's be hungry to grow. Let's be hungry to be coached. Let's be excited. If someone says, like, I have feedback for you, be like, yes, bring it on. Let's do this. Because your freedom is on the other side of that. So. Let's do it together. Let's take some notes, um, and let's be expecting God to show up. I'm so honored to get to share with you today. Um, I'm so honored that I was asked and trusted um, with this. You guys are incredible leaders. You guys um, are incredible builders in the kingdom of God, and so getting to talk to you is an incredible honor. Um, So thank you, Pastor Jess, for asking me. I so appreciate that. Um, Okay, I want to share with you from... Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. Go ahead and pull it up in your phone. If you have your Bible, bring that um, out. Um, Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. 
For shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I think that enough would just be an awesome leadership thought for us to all go chew on. Um, but I want to just dig into it together. Ephesians 6.10, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord. I think sometimes we just hear the first part of that. Be strong. I'm supposed to be strong. I'm supposed to show that I'm strong. Um, be strong in the Lord. Don't be strong in yourself. It's not going to work. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Um, what I love about the part in his mighty power um, is that mighty, another word for mighty is powerful. Another word for power is might. So it could be powerful power or mighty might. Um, basically, the words that we have to describe how incredible God is and how powerful and strong he is are not enough. we got to say them over and over and over, and it still doesn't convey how good our God is. Our God is so good. He is so strong. I think so often we forget when we walk into a situation, who's with you? A mighty, powerful, strong God is with you. He's standing with you. Um, I think so often we just need to remind ourselves when we start getting anxious or worried, do you not know who you serve? And do you not know who is with you? Because he who is for you is greater than he who is against you. Um, and I think that if we got this, we would pray more powerful prayers. We would ask for greater things. We would ask for a greater scope of things. We wouldn't just pray, God, help me get through this day. I think that's a, a signal. If you're ever like, I just got to get through this meeting. That's a signal that you forgot who you serve. If, you're, if someone says to you, like, just pray that I get through the week. You know what? That doesn't mean we won't have compassion, but that means that's a signal they forgot who's with them. Hey, can I tell you, God doesn't want you to just get through this week. He's got something for you in every moment of this week, and he's got a way to use you. We got to teach those we lead. And we're all leaders. Whether you have a team or not, you are leading people. And so if you hear a friend say, oh, I just got to get through this, like, just pray, that, um, just pray that I don't break down. Hey, God is more for you than that. I'm going to pray you don't break down, but I'm also going to pray and speak what you're going to pray. Speak that faith into them. Speak that courage into them. Um, pray powerful prayers and speak into other people. Remind them who they serve. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Put on all of God's armor. You know, some of us are really good at starting something, but it's kind of hard to finish. So we might be really good about, like, the helmet of salvation. Like, I'm saved by grace. Put on that helmet of salvation. But we forgot that we should also take up the sword of the spirit that is full of the word of God every day. We're good at putting on some of those things. We're like, well, I'm strong in this area, so I'll walk in this area. Put on all of God's armor, all of God's armor, so we will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. The enemy has a plan to destroy your call. He has a plan. The strategies of the devil. He is not omnipotent. He cannot get inside your head. He does not know everything. He cannot control your life. But he's got a strategy. He actually has no influence over you. You don't like him. You don't actually need his approval for anything. He has no influence over you. But he knows who does. He knows who does. And so your boyfriend has influence, and he knows that. Your friends have influence. He knows that. The things you want, the, the dream life that you have, that has influence over you. You have influence over you. So you, he knows how to get you to say the things that will break you down the whole time. He's like, I didn't touch you. He has strategy, strategies over your life. And so often we are just hoping. We're just hoping. Oh, I'm just hoping the anxiety goes away. Oh, I'm just hoping the depression lifts. 
I loved Ashton's story on Sunday. Mind-blowing. She goes, I learned that, you, that depression is completely reversible if you change the way you think. I think we're like, God, will you lift this off of me? And he's like, I've given you the tools. I've given you the people. I've given you the strength. Make a choice. Come on. I'm right here. Let's go. Here's the tool. I think so often we hope the devil has strategies. We got to strategize. We got to know how to protect ourselves. And we've got to teach those we lead, teach those we love, teach those in our families. Hey, here's a tool. Here's how to go in protected. I love that it says, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. So put on all of God's armor. You don't just walk in and say, and say, okay, I'm coming in strong in the mighty power of the Lord. Put on God's armor that he gave you. Take it up. This is super practical. Let's put on God's armor, all of it. Let's have a strategy. Let's know how to protect ourselves and know how to protect those we lead. When they're saying, oh, I just have so much fear, I can't do that. Hey, you know what? If you speak this over your life, if you, if you say, okay, God, I'm going to step out in this, and I'm scared, but I'm going to step out because I know you are greater. You've given me tools, and I'm going to speak the faith that I want to walk in. You can walk longer. You can walk farther. Okay. We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of this unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're not fighting against that family member who makes it really hard to be with the family. We're not fighting against that friend that constantly is trying to cut us down. We're not fighting against that boyfriend or girlfriend who is constantly taking our friend down the wrong path. And we're like, come on, girl, come to church. And they're like, well, my boyfriend wants, wants us to do something else on Sunday mornings at 1030. Like, we're not fighting against the boyfriend or the girlfriend. We're not fighting against the family. We're not fighting against um, leaders who come in with a bad attitude every Sunday morning late. And you're like, why? Why? This is the bad. Why? Like, we're not fighting against them. We're fighting against powers and principalities. So that means if we're not fighting against them, we're fighting for them. So if that person that's driving you nuts, there is something else that we need to be fighting and praying for that person for, because we're fighting for them against powers and principalities in the unseen world. We're fighting against what is unseen, not what is seen. We are fighting for humanity. We are fighting for even the people that we're like, I don't understand you, but I'm still going to fight for you. Like, we are still fighting for those people. We have to remind ourselves we are not against anyone. Even if they are living in a completely wrong way, we are fighting for them. That does not mean that we do not say to them, like, hey, this is not good for your life. That doesn't mean that we don't tell someone, like, hey, the friends that you're surrounding you, yourself with are not pushing you forward in your calling. We do that, but it's not because we're fighting against our friends. It means we're fighting for flesh and blood, those God's created in his image. We're fighting for their calling. We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits. We're fighting for people. We are fighting against what is unseen. We're fighting for the leader, the family member, the connect group member. We're fighting for the people in our lives. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Actually, I want to go back to that fighting for people. So that means, that means that when there's someone where you're like, oh my gosh, someone needs to talk to this person, a pastor, a leader, someone needs to talk to this person. If they're in your world and you notice that something is off, you are the one called to fight for them. It is not a pastor. It's not a leader. Um, one time I had um, this awesome, incredible leader who was like, this person's struggling. You need to go pray for them. You need to go pray for them right now. It's like the same Holy Spirit that lives inside of me lives inside of you. And if God put it on your heart that that person needs prayer, he's calling you. I will go with you. But he's calling you. If you know someone needs prayer, he's calling you. Now, that doesn't mean to be like, Lord, you're driving me nuts, so you need prayer. Don't say that to people. 
But for sure say like, hey, how can I be praying for you? I, God's put you on my heart. I care about you. I want the best for your life. How can I be praying for you? And grab somebody else and bring them along. We are always better together. We always bring people with us. Okay, then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. After the battle, you will still be standing firm. How many of you guys have, um, like, know someone who can run a marathon without training? Like, anybody? Okay, I can't. I've never done it in my life. But my brothers both have. <laughs> They're idiots. Anyway, um, they both have ran a marathon without training. And they did it. They're crazy. They did it. But I would not say they were standing firm at the end of it. At the end of it, one day, I'm putting them on blast, and this is, this is going up. It's fine. Andrew, don't listen. <laughs> um, at the end, he was so done. His feet were so done. His legs were so done that his wife pretty much had to carry him to the car, which I think is hysterical. I don't remind him of it too much, but occasionally, mostly on holidays. Anyway, um, but we can get through any battle by willpower, most of us. We can, we, can, we can grin and bear it and say, like, I'm going to make it through this. I'm going to fight this battle. But by the end of it, we are down for the count. We're not standing firm, and we're not ready for the next battle. There's another battle coming. There's always another battle coming until Jesus completes making it on earth as it is in heaven. There will always be another battle coming. And our pastors want us to be able to run the marathon and then run the next one and then run the next one and not be burnt out. And what does this look like? This looks like maybe the person made it through the battle, and they made it through like one, one of the hardest times in the youth group, the kids' ministry, the church. Um, maybe they had a battle for somebody who um, had cancer. Maybe they were in there battling. And then as soon as it's over, they drop out. And you're like, what happened? They're like, I want to take a pause on serving. Right now, I'm just exhausted. Right now, I just need to focus on myself. And you're like, what happened? They were doing it in their own strength. They were running in their own strength. And at the end of it, somebody else had to carry them to the car. And then they said, I'm, how can I never do that again? How could I never feel that way that I felt at the end again? They did it in their own strength. They didn't put on their full armor. They didn't protect themselves. They didn't guard their heart. They didn't remind themselves, I am saved by grace. This is not by earning. This is so that no one can boast. This is by Jesus Christ himself. They didn't take time to be in the word of God and refresh themselves every day. You know what? This is our job to remind people how to fight the battle so that at the end of it, they are still standing firm for the next one. Our pastors are constantly coaching us, speaking on Sundays, providing this time on a Thursday morning to be refreshed and encouraged and be equipped with the tools that we need to run our race well. But it's actually not their job. It's actually not their job to make sure our hearts are right. It's our job. You were trusted with your own heart. And if you do good with that, you'll be trusted with other people's hearts. But you were trusted with your heart first. So cultivate your heart. Take this in. Apply it. Read it again. Read it tomorrow. Ask God, how can I put on the full armor of God every day? Read the scripture every morning before you put up and speak over yourself. I'm putting on the full armor of God. I'm taking up faith. I'm putting on the breastplate of righteousness. I'm putting on the helmet of salvation. I'm taking up the sword of the spirit. I'm taking up the shield of faith. I'm putting on the gospel of peace. I'm putting on the belt of truth. I will not accept anything that's not true in my life, and I will not accept anything that's not true in their life. I am accepting the truth of Jesus Christ himself every day. We have to do this because the enemy has strategies. So we've got a strategy too, and it's so much better. After the battle, we will still be standing firm. We are going to be the ones who can go through fire and not smell like smoke and not make an agreement in the fire of I'm never going to do this again, but say, you know what, God, if you can walk me through this, you can walk me through more. We will not let the pain make an agreement in our heart. We make agreements with truth and who Jesus Christ is. We make agreements with faith. We can give it everything we've got for the battle. 
But when we rely and be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, we can make it through that battle and stand up and say, come on, we can keep going. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. Too many lies are allowed to live and are allowed in. The only way to fight lies and deception is by speaking truth and hearing truth. You know, there's this moment um, where, like, God, like, was so, in high school was so comforting to me. And then when I got here, God, like, didn't stop being comforting, but he would start telling me, like, get up and walk. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, he used to be like, it's okay, sweetie. And then, like, he, he started talking to me more like an adult and was like, there was one time where I was sobbing because I was like, they don't understand me. They said the worst words about me. And I was, like, crying in that closet over there. And he goes, get up out of the dark and go into the light, and we're going to move on with the day. And I was like, okay, Jesus, let's go. Um... But it was because I was like, he was like, you know now when there's a lie. Why are you crying over a lie? Why are you crying over someone who shouldn't be speaking truth into your heart? You know who knows you, who sees you. And why are you letting that lie? Like, why are you even spending time crying over a lie? It's not true. And I think so often that we spend time, we're like, God, that was really hurtful. And, you know, there's a time when God knows you don't know quite the difference. You don't have the people that you know, like, this person can speak to my identity and tell me when I need to grow. And this person actually doesn't know me at all, and they're speaking out of their own heart. But then, when we put on the belt of truth, when we take that in, then God's like, okay, let's go. Like, come on, you have the belt of truth now. Like, let's move. Like, why are we sitting here and standing here? There are people who need you, and you're letting someone who has no power over you speak something into you and knock you onto, off of your feet. Let's move. And I think for our leaders that sometimes in the name of trying to comfort and, um, and let them vent, we're letting them be like, this person said this, and it was so hurtful. You know what? That's, that's true. And we want to say, like, hey, that was hurtful. But um, does that person, like, is that person's life something you want to live your life like? Like, does that person parent the way you want to parent? Does that person live their life following Jesus, freely giving of themselves? Like, do, are they on mission every day? Are they generous? Are they kind? Um, do, do they walk in power? Do they walk as a leader? Do you see them surround themselves with people that they can pull up and surround themselves with people that pull them up? Like, do you, do you see their life in a way that you want to emulate? Then why do they get to speak into your soul and wreck your identity? And we need to coach people because that's painful. That's hurtful. It doesn't mean it's not hurtful. But we need to show them which things should go deep into the core of their heart and which things need to, like, be bounced off with the belt of truth. Like, gird yourself up because that shouldn't be coming in. Let's help them. Let's give them truth. Let's speak truth to them. This is who you are. You know who you are. Let that one go. Like, let's just take that lie and say, Jesus, this isn't my lie. Help me to let it go. That doesn't mean it's not a fight, but that means, but that doesn't. Okay, so sometimes things are hard. That doesn't mean you don't do them. Like, it's hard to let go of that hurtful thing, but that doesn't mean you don't do it because it's actually harder to keep it. And the, so we put on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. This is your identity. We are righteousness in Christ. This guards our heart. This protects our heart from, from which comes the wellspring of life. Your heart produces your life, which is your strength, which is your joy, which is your energy, which is what you pour out. And if you do not guard that, then you have nothing to give. So guard it. And when you guard something, it doesn't mean there's a wall. It actually means there's a gate, like an ironclad gate. And you know who you let in and you know who you keep out. Like you guard your heart. There's, you make sure that you are filtering who comes in, who gets to speak to that place and who doesn't. So guard your heart with God's righteousness, the body armor of God's righteousness. It's our identity. We are a daughter of God. We are a son of God. The enemy cannot wound our heart when we know who we are. 
for shoes we put on the peace that comes from the good news so that we will be fully prepared. Notice it doesn't say that we just beg God for peace. We already have it. Put it on. It's there. Put on the peace that comes from the good news so that we will be fully prepared. Notice this doesn't say ask for God's peace. We put on peace. We can't run in our calling without peace that comes from knowing Jesus' story of humanity that applies to us. The wonderful thing about the good news is that it's a story that was meant for us, and it was a story that was meant for you, and it was a story that was meant for your school. It was a story that was meant for your work. It's a story that's meant for the people behind you. We put on the peace that comes from knowing he will win. He has won. He is winning. There is no not winning in Jesus' story. We all win. When we know that, when we know what's happening, when we know the victory that is ours, we can put on peace knowing that in any situation that we step into, we have the authority of Jesus Christ and what he did on that cross. And so we cannot, when we step into a situation, if we do not have peace, we have nothing to give, we have nothing to bring. But when we put on that peace and say, you know what? I'm bringing my environment with me. I'm not taking this environment with me. When you put on shoes, basically, wherever you walk, the, t- the ground may change, but you're feeling one environment and one environment only. And so we put on the peace of God. We put on heaven so that when we step in any environment, we may be stepping into something that feels like hell, but we're experiencing heaven. We're stepping in with peace. We know the ending. We have a home. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. The enemy doesn't stop shooting. I think often our prayers are switched. We're like, God, can you have him stop shooting at me? And God's like, he's not going to stop shooting. But put up your shield of faith because none of them have to touch you. None of them have the power to touch you. So put up that shield of faith. We're always fighting the enemy, saying, the enemy is always saying, it won't happen. You won't change. They won't change. It won't be like what you see. That's a dream. That's a vision. It can't be that way on earth. Just wait till heaven. Don't do anything till heaven. You're saved. Go to church. You're saved. Be happy. Experience those tiny moments. But you can't experience the spirit every single day. You can't walk in it every single day. We put up faith and say, you know what? My Jesus said that I can walk in his spirit every day. My Jesus said that the same power that lives in Christ lives in me. My Jesus said that nothing, nothing can stand against me. Nothing can stand against me. My Jesus said that the church is beautiful, so I'm going to see the church as beautiful. That people can always change, that he came for the one and that he's going to transform their lives. So I'm going to believe and I'm going to pray. My Jesus said that my prayers matter, that he hears them, that he is close to those who call on him. That the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. This is what my Jesus said, so I will not stop praying. I may not see it, but I will not stop praying. I'm going to see with eyes of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. I'm not just going to hope. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to keep acting like what God told me will happen is going to happen. The people who I've seen do this the most is our pastors. They keep walking, and I have seen the things they told me years ago happen years later. And I was like, oh, my gosh. We've been praying for this. We've been acting like this was going to happen for years, and now it's happening, and then there's still more. We put up the shield of faith. We remind ourselves of what God has promised. If you guys don't do declarations of your lives, I want to encourage you, um, write down scripture that speaks to you. It says, like, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. First Timothy 1, 7, speak that over your life if you're struggling with peace. Find scriptures, ask leaders, say, will you give me um, some things to say over myself that are scripturally true to remind myself every day? Put up that shield of faith before you even see the fiery darts coming. Put it up. 
in the morning. Put it up when you walk into a hard situation. Before you're going into a meeting you're not sure about, remind yourself of what is true. Declare over your life with um, words of faith, with eyes of faith, and declare this over the people you love. Put on salvation as your helmet. Nothing that we have is from us. We protect our mind knowing um, that we do not lean on our own understanding, but in every way we acknowledge him. We were saved by grace. Salvation is covering our head. We are protected. We didn't do anything to earn it. God just gave it to us because he loves us. Now take your salvation and walk into the battle knowing that you're taken care of, so fight for someone else. And take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. The Spirit uses the word that's stored up inside of us. The sword of the Spirit is the word of God. We want to walk in the Holy Spirit, so give him a sword to fight with in your life. Jesus used the word of God to fight. We use the word of God to fight. Put it inside of you every day. Rely on it. Lean on it. Meditate on it. Take, if you can only start with a bite-sized scripture, start with the scripture we give the kids. Like, it's tiny, it's easy to memorize, and it's powerful. Memorize that. Because if there's three-year-olds memorizing scripture, guys, we got we to move our groove. Like, we got to move it. Um, we got to have that inside of us. Because somebody will ask you and say, how do you know that? And you can respond with scripture and say, this is how I know it. It's right here in the word of God. It was true yesterday, today, and forever. It's inside of me, so I have it ready when you need an answer. Because I'm not just going to give you my advice. I'm going to give you the truth of the Word of God. The Holy Spirit uses the Word of God as a sword. Um, now, um, I think it's said often that the sword of the Spirit is the only um, aggressive weapon. Um, I just want you to know, like, that following Jesus is aggressive. Like, we're not just waiting for the city to come to us. We're aggressive. We go after people. Um, but I want you to know that's not actually the only, um, like, offensive weapon. So the sword of the Spirit is an offensive weapon, but actually the shield is also offensive. Faith is also offensive. It is not just waiting for a hard situation. It's actually saying, you know what? Right now things are pretty good in my life. Who can I fight for, God? Who can I fight for? Who can I protect? My shield can lend itself to this other person too. But also, has anyone seen Marvel? Because Captain America for sure uses that shield as a weapon. Like, for real. Um, but the shield is also an aggressive weapon. You can throw that faith out there. You can attack with that faith. You can knock out some of those fiery darts for yourself, for the other person. Like, put that faith out there. Go further than just for yourself. Go further than waiting for a problem. Have faith. Like, okay, God, things are pretty good, but what's more? Help me to see more. Because right now I think I'm kind of plateauing, and I know that this mountain is higher, that I can go further up and deeper in in your presence. So how do I go more? How do I advance with this shield? How can I push out of the way the enemy and take ground for the kingdom of God? So let's use that. Let's be aggressive with it. Let's be offensive with it because there are other people on the other side of us protecting ourselves then we can protect the person next to us we can protect our family the family that we're like god they're never going to change all of a sudden you have strength and identity and you're you're begging and you're like god please for their sakes not for mine for their sakes will you change will you give them hope will you give them strength will you give them joy will you give our family unity like you can fight for more you can fight for your connect group you can fight for the people in your life that you before were like i'm just going to pray for them god because i don't know how you're going to do something and then and you say, you know what, every day I'm going to text them a scripture to remind them of the truth of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to say, I'm praying for you today. I want you to know that this is not your story forever. God's not done yet. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.